Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm Rachel. And it is officially 2022, so this is our first recording of the year. Crazy. Uh, I know. This is literally, we're going on to our second year of recording. Oh, I just got chills. (laughs) I know. So freaking crazy. Uh, But I think Rachel and I wanted to talk about routines and habits because That literally is the foundation of your success with your health. Mm -hmm. And both of us have specific routines. uh, routines. Some of them are very similar that we've done on our health journey that have greatly helped us with our health. And I always tell my clients, routines equal consistency and consistency equals progress. Mm -hmm. Like it's that simple. Yep. But we can, today we kind of want to talk about like what that looks like for us, what you can do in your life uh, to kind of build healthier routines and habits, uh, hopefully to get you through this year on a healthier note. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that one of the things that is most important to remember about routines is that if they're not sustainable, we're not going to be consistent. And without consistency, you're not going to, like Erica said, you're not going to find progress. You're not going to find changes or results. And So one thing that I want to absolutely start this out with is this kind of um, idea that on any given day, your routines should be too easy for you. Yeah. So that on those days that we all inevitably have where we can't get out of bed or we're in a lot of pain or we just don't feel good, we don't have the energy, we can still tackle those routines because they're doable still, even on the worst days. And I think that too many times, especially in the wellness world, like it's been such a big thing of do more, do more. You'd have to do this for this and you have to do that for that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you actually have to do less in order to really connect deeper with those routines and deeper with the intention behind every single part of those habits. Yep. So I guess, um, we can kind of jump into parts of our routine, um, that make us feel really good. And kind of like lay that out. Um, And maybe we can lay out what our routine looks like now and point out the parts of our routines that have stayed around for a long time or parts of our routine that have kind of shifted and changed over maybe the months, years. Because another important thing to remember about habits and routines is just because something works for you for, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months doesn't mean it's always going to work for you. Yeah. And habits just like anything else are going to change in life depending on your life situation depending on your job depending on your relationships depending on how you're feeling um, depending on how your disease progresses or regresses so I think that um, when people get too stuck in their ways on habits and routines that's pretty detrimental because again you're not able to connect back to that intention quite as much yeah and um, so I guess Erica if you want to talk a little bit about your routines that you have in place kind of like I don't know maybe we could go from like the beginning of like when we wake up in the day and then like kind of all the way through and talk touch on things that we've been doing for a long time versus the things um that we've had to shift over the months or years yeah definitely um well I kind of want to just 
take us back to when I was first diagnosed in 2016 because guys, I had no routines set in place. Like I was a college student, I was working full time. Um, I never really prioritized self-care. I didn't know what self-care was. I didn't know what that looked like. And so one of the first things that I started incorporating into my routine was making my morning green juice. So uh, Rachel, you know, is both we're both passionate about this, but I think the reason why getting up and doing something like juicing or making yourself like a healthy smoothie is that it sets the foundation for the rest of your day, right? Mm -hmm. If you wake up and you make yourself a juice or a healthy smoothie, you're going to be more likely throughout your day to make better choices with your eating. Mm -hmm. So I have, that's something I've really, really noticed is that when I used to juice consistently, I'm talking like three plus years every single day, never missed a beat because it was like essential to my healing process. Mm -hmm. Um, is that when I did that, like I had more motivation to make better choices throughout the day. Like, okay, like I craved more greens and more vegetables mm -hmm. when I, the first thing I did in the morning was put some type of green substance into my body, right? That's Versus, a really good point. I think that that's an important um, takeaway for everyone listening is that a lot of times, especially near the beginning of a health journey, you are so conditioned to like the standard American diet yeah. that anything like that is just like gag worthy. And I used to be mm -hmm. the same way. I literally yeah. never used to eat vegetables until like yeah. right before I was diagnosed, I started kind of delving into them. And now I love all of them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the more that you eat healthier health promoting foods, the more that your body actually starts craving them and the more you actually start enjoying them and like wanting them. Yeah. Because I mean, I remember like before I was diagnosed, like I would wake up and I would, like I said in previous episodes, like I would go get Starbucks, I'd get a cheese Danish, mm -hmm. I'd get like a latte with like sugars and all this stuff in it. And what that did, because that was my first decision in the morning, for lunch, I started craving more fatty foods, more sugary foods, because it's like you're chasing that high, right, mm -hmm. of that first meal that yep. you put into your body. Yep. So the thing is, when you do something like juicing or make yourself a healthful smoothie, is that you are teaching your body what it needs, right? You're setting the tone for the day. You're like setting you the tone, and you're you're becoming in control because you're like, I'm having the discipline mm -hmm. to make this juice for myself in the morning, set the intention that for the rest of the day, I will make healthier choices. Mm -hmm. And you are becoming in control again versus letting your cravings, you know, the first thing you think of in the morning, like, oh, I really want like a Chick-fil-A breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Like I used to eat those kind of things. But the moment I started juicing, and like uh, Rachel and I have talked about it, and this is, you know, really well known that typically if you are going to juice, it's good to have it like the first thing in the morning, you know, along with water on an empty stomach and then give yourself at least 30 minutes for that, the enzymes to like kind of activate in your digestive system. So that way when you eat food, you'll have that there for you. But I think juicing too taught me like discipline to be like, okay, 
I'm going to wake up. I'm going to put this thing first thing in my body. I'm going to flood my body with nutrients. Like what better way to start your day than to flood your body with the nutrients, right? And then you're telling yourself, okay, I'm not going to immediately eat, right? So I have this 30 minute window when I know that I'm going to, you know, eat after juicing, right? So I use that window to like, you know, wash my face and like brush my teeth and just kind of like get the momentum of my day going and just kind of like be there for myself. But just even that small practice for me went so far on my health journey. And I really, truly believe that was the foundation of why I was able to be so diligent with my food choices. And I was actually just talking to my husband this morning about the fact that it's been now five years since we've both been completely vegan like we have never deviated and we were just talking like how like what the heck we never came to a point where we're like ah like it's just easier and convenient to like eat an animal product whatever like we both like we love vegetables because we've now trained our palate to get that way but it didn't start that way it started with juicing it started with flooding my body with nutrients it started with trying things little bit at a time and by committing to a plant-based diet i really feel like it just kept me on track with my eating and then from that point like my routine started to build off of that Mm -hmm. yeah the important thing to remember is that it's it all starts with small changes exactly what erica just said Small changes are what change your routines and changing those routines little by little are what change your habits and your habits create your lifestyle. So I think people don't put enough emphasis on the small changes. And yeah, while sometimes they might, they don't necessarily fully celebrate that. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. You know, I might not have changed anything else in my routine, but I'm starting my day with like a green juice every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to talk about the flip side of that, which is, so Erica, you brought up, you know, you can start your day with a green juice and then you make an intention to make healthier choices throughout the rest of your day. Yeah. I want to talk about the flip side of that. What if you start your day with a green juice and then you don't make healthier decisions Mm -hmm. throughout the day? Yeah. You just kind of fall off, but then you still know that you still made at least one good decision for your body. Yep. Build on that. Yep. And then maybe tomorrow you make two good decisions for your body. And then mm-hmm. maybe the next day you make three or maybe the next week you make three, right? Yeah. And oh, sorry, that's actually a really good point. So yeah, what I basically tell my clients is that if you start off with a green juice or a smoothie that has omega-3s in it and leafy greens and berries and uh, you know all these anti-inflammatory nutrients in it, turmeric, ginger, whatever that is, if at the very least, if you didn't get to make the best decisions throughout your day, you'll know that, okay, at least I had my morning green juice where I got flooded with nutrients. At least I had this smoothie that had a variety of nutrients in it. And like smoothies are also a really great part of like a routine for me, especially within the like the first three years as I was like really working on my gut health was that if I got a smoothie in, I could guarantee that I was getting my dark leafy greens in, my omega-3s, my, you know, all those things that I knew that were anti-inflammatory. So 
that's the thing that we're talking about with routines is like even small little things that you commit to just commit in the beginning you can just like what rachel said you can commit to just one thing you know but as long as you do that one thing right and then you can start to build from there and go okay what's really doable what else can i add in part of you know my routine yeah absolutely i think committing to one thing at a time is so important so um something that i hear from every single client that has really ever worked with me is the fact that they start the 12 weeks with me and you know they're maybe a little bit apprehensive or scared that they're gonna fail or whatever and then by the end of 12 weeks every single client is always like oh my gosh i have these routines in place and it didn't even feel like i was building them yeah like it didn't feel like it was this big scary thing like every other time i've tried and that yeah. is exactly how you should feel when you're truly yeah putting the intention behind building these habits and routines into your day is it shouldn't feel like a big, scary thing. Set up a plan for yourself. But then if you start to deviate a little bit, that's totally fine. Like yeah. expect that to happen, right? We're human. Changes happen in life. Our day-to-days, our, each day doesn't look the same as far as how we're feeling, what we're doing, yeah. you know, how much energy we have to expend. But again, the goal is building those habits, those routines that are too easy for us on most of those days. And the way that we do that is slowly, 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 and slowly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I kind of want to make a distinction between like routines and habits because habits are repetitive, redundant, subconscious behaviors that we do in our everyday life, right? So like, things that you automatically get up and do without thinking about it, right? Okay, so the habits that you probably have now, if you haven't really truly embarked on this health journey, are things that you are totally not aware of because they're so autopilot for you, mm -hmm. right? So most of the habits that people have are autopilot behaviors. Mm -hmm. You don't have to consciously think, you know, when you touch your face, when someone's talking to you when you get nervous or like whatever those are like little habits that you do over and over and over without your own personal awareness right so when you create routines right like you take these actions that are new you start to rewire yourself and create new healthier habit habits for yourself right which is like automatically going for the green juice versus going for uh you know, a sugary Starbucks. frappuccino yeah. star. We always say Starbucks. Sorry, Starbucks. <laughs> it's the first thing that comes to my mind that feels like kind of like universal yeah. for people. Uh, everyone knows what a Starbucks is, but that's the thing. Like these habits that we have are so deeply ingrained in us mm -hmm. that if you step into these new routines that are aligned with the healthiest version of yourself, you will create healthier habits mm -hmm. that, like Rachel said, you'll no longer, it won't feel like effort anymore because there will be no effort because it's stored in your subconscious mind. And now who Rachel and I are now, like our habits are healthy. Like there, we don't have to sit there and think, oh, should I go for the fries or should I go for this? You know, like it's a conscious decision that we now have. We go, okay, if I'm going for the fries, right? Versus the salad or whatever that is, like I know what I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. Versus when you first start off in your health journey, you don't have that consciousness. Yeah. yeah, you don't have that process to be like, 
oh, should I go for that? You just go uh, autopilot, right? Oh, I go for the fries. I go for the cheeseburger. I go for, you know, like, whatever Like, oh, I'm getting a is. cheeseburger. Like, you automatically assume there's fries with it. And when fries don't come, you're like, wait, yeah. what? Yep, yep. Rather than asking, like, let's say you're at a restaurant, you're like, get a cheeseburger. You ask, like, can I have a salad with that or whatever yeah. to kind of like balance yeah. it out. And obviously, like, you know, that's not always the right decision. Sometimes we want the fries with the burger. That's totally yeah. fine. That's not what we're saying. The point is like being, being conscious fun. of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and we're talking about like, okay, so we're talking about habits, right? So as we've both, Rachel and I have both evolved, like with our eating, we know what feels right. Like we're in the habit of asking what's in our food, asking the ingredients, you know, that's that it's is like not second even, nature. it's so second nature. Like, cause a lot of clients, when they start working with us, it feels overwhelming. Like I have to ask for this. I have to be conscious of this. Da, 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 da. Or like looking and, at food labels immediately. The second I pick up any package, yep. I go directly. I don't care what it says. Yep. On the front, I, go, I go directly to the back always. And that's something exactly. that we our clients too. And then they're like, Oh wow. I didn't realize like you could literally pick up two jars of salsa and they have mm-hmm. very different ingredients. Yeah. Some will yeah. have a ton of preservatives and colors and all these things. And the other one will have like tomatoes and peppers and yeah. salt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a healthy habit, right? To look automatically. I'm the same, but like, I don't even think about it now because that's what, like yeah. what we do when we go to a grocery store, like I'm not buying anything if I don't know what's in it. Right. So the first thing we do, we pick up the box and we turn it around we look at the ingredients make that okay and then put it in our cart right versus before when you're not at the start of this health journey you may just see something go oh that looks good put it in your cart yep right you miss that and that's Mm -hmm. the habit of you going off of cravings or like what you visually see versus creating a habit that's like intentionally trying to put something good into your body but on a subconscious level now because it's become a habit for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So always connecting back to the feeling that your routines are giving you, right? Because that's how you're going to create those habits. It's just going to ingrain that habit in you because a habit again, as we keep saying over and over broken record is when it feels like it's second nature. And when you don't even think about it necessarily Mm -hmm. anymore, when you're able to do the thing being on autopilot, essentially. But you're Mm -hmm. not going to get to that with something like celery juice, with something like taking your supplements, with something like reading labels, unless you connect back to the feeling of, oh, this makes me feel really good. I'm doing this for my body. It makes me feel good to know I'm putting good nutrients into my body. Um, I have more energy when I do this thing. I have more awareness when I do this thing, whatever it is, journaling, drinking water, whatever. The more you connect to the feeling and the intention behind every single part of your routine, the more it's going to ingrain as a habit. So good routines in your day will then, the more that you practice them will then create habits. Again, that second nature autopilot. And Mm -hmm. those habits are what eventually create your lifestyle. Like Erica and I have this lifestyle now. It's not some, like, it's not a quick fix. It's something that took a long time. And that's another, another point is that these things take a long time and you have to buckle up and you have to, and you also have to enjoy the process. Because yep. if you're not enjoying the process, that's when people fall off. And that's exactly why we wanted to do this episode in the new year, because most people fall off within the first three months or three weeks of the new year. Yep. It's just the way yep. it goes. And we don't want yep. you to do that. We want you to be here for yourself for the entire rest of the year, entire rest of your life. To be successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
to feel better, to feel happier, to feel healthier. Like that's why we're here to help guide you. And that's why we're here to help guide our clients. And that's why we're so passionate about having this space in the autoimmune community and like building our platform more and more and more. I just got chills because we talked yeah. about our goals yeah. the other day um, yeah. as far as like reaching more people in the autoimmune community, because we talk so much about the mindset piece because everything, as we always say, starts with mindset. And even with these like building habits, building routines, while we're sharing parts of our personal routines, um, it's important to remember that these are ours, right? And you have to build yeah. yours and you have to figure yeah. out what feels good to your body. You have to figure out your intention yeah. behind each part of it and also making sure that it's actually sustainable. Um, mm-hmm. So do you want to talk a little bit about like how, because you said the first three years you were like juicing like every single day. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like yeah. talking about how, like how that's progressed to where you are now. Yeah. So the first like three, four years of my health journey was very, very focused, like I said in a lot of the previous episodes, on the diet portion of things, right? Like what kind of routines can I get into to help me like remain consistent with my eating habits? Um, But as time has evolved, um, you know, I got really heavily focused on what kind of habits am I going to create that are going to be healthy for my mind, right? Like, here we go, talk about this all the time, but (laughs) it really is like the most, it is the foundation, right? Like the habits that you create for your mind, what does that look like? How do you get there, right? One of the habits that I used to have with my thinking back in the day before I started my health journey was to always think about like, allow my mind to go to worst case scenario, like always. Um, And then I was always in the habit of like, I don't know, just thinking that I was like unworthy if someone, I don't know, someone's, didn't respond to my text, right? It would be a habit for me to like go down this like wormhole yes. of like, oh my God, what did I say? Why did I do that? Da, 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 right? These are these like little habits that we have within our mind that really get in the way of making progress with our health. Mm-hmm. And so the way to break free from that or, you know, make a lot of progress towards um, kind of reversing that way of thinking is to just shed a light on your own personal thinking, right? So when I started my health journey, I wrote down all the thoughts that I was thinking on a consistent basis, right? And a lot of those were fear-based, they were stressed, they were about control, they were not things that were serving me at all, right? So I had to bring awareness to these habits that I was uh, consistently thinking in my mind on a regular basis. And so once I could do that and see on paper, this is what it looks like inside of my brain, Mm -hmm. right? I was like, this is not an alignment with my health journey. So in order for me to change that, we talk about affirmations, right? We talked about affirmations a lot. Affirmations are a way to rewire your brain, the habits that you have in your brain that you think about yourself right? So whenever I felt unworthy, whenever I felt uh, whatever that was at that time, I would create an affirmation to kind of like combat that thinking, my go-to thinking of when I would start to feel something that was familiar, right? That familiar feeling with inside me, I would start to be like, no, like I am worthy. 
No, I am healing. I am whenever the doubt crept in, you know, whenever the limiting beliefs were there, like I brought a light to that. And I, over many, many years of reconditioning my mind, I feel that I am now like in a 90% better place than I was six years ago than when I was diagnosed. Okay. Does that mean I'm perfect at all? No. Like there's things that definitely like trigger me into like the habits of way, the way that I think, Mm -hmm. but am I, I'm less likely now to act on those thoughts, right? I'm less likely to act on those thoughts and I'm actually less likely to stay in those thoughts and feelings for a long period of time Mm -hmm. compared to when I used to. You know? Yeah, same, 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 same. I keep um, thinking about this text message from a client like a few months ago. She was talking about how um, she, the way that she used to talk to herself and yeah. she shared with me that there was this guy that she really liked and she actually felt empowered enough and secure in herself enough to tell him that she liked him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, honestly, I didn't get the answer I wanted. Like he mm-hmm. said that he didn't necessarily feel the same. He looked at me as a friend. However, she was like months ago, I would have talked down to myself. I would have assumed that I wasn't worthy. I would yeah. have, you know, had a total like emotional and mental spiral. And she was like, instead, I just was like, you know what? This doesn't mean anything about my self-worth. This yeah. doesn't mean anything yeah. about, this doesn't affect my confidence it just means that that person doesn't have feelings and that's okay. And she was like, yeah. all of the affirmations and gratitudes that we've written down because it's part of my program, right? Like, yeah, we both, like yep. we work on Me these too. affirmations with our clients, 11, 11. Um, and we help them with that self-talk and it's yep. something that is so important. And again, a lot of the mindset stuff that Erica and I do with clients doesn't, if you, from an outsider's perspective, you might be like, what does that have to do with autoimmune disease? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is, it has everything to do with it. Yep. yep. I have another client that just finished my program and she was like on our very final call. She was like, Rachel, I told you at the beginning that I was a positive person, that I didn't need to work on mindset, that that's not yep. a focus that I wanted to do. She was like, I wanted to focus on nutrition more than anything. Yep. <laughs> and she was like, but through the program, we focused so much on mindset. And now I notice, like, wow, I really needed to work on it. Mm-hmm. And so yep. even people like I, I used to think I was a positive person too. And I was, I've always been a positive person. I've always been an energetic person, but we all always have somewhere to go with that. There's mm-hmm. always deeper work that you can do. Mm-hmm. There's always more intention you can do things from, um, you can always do things from a deeper intentional place, Yeah, but we have to find it. We have to connect with that. Yeah. But another part of that is that it comes a lot easier to you. It flows a lot better when you're not necessarily searching for it. You're just yeah. kind of letting it happen and letting it flow as part of the process. Yeah. And positive. Okay. Here's the thing. This is what gets really frustrating because Clearly, like I have like a bit diving into all Dr. Joe Dispenza's information over the years, and that's heavily where like my coaching is influenced from. But the thing is, people who say like, oh, I'm positive, right? I think positive. Okay. You can say that, but let's really take a look at the narrative behind all of this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like 
you can think of best case scenario, but that doesn't necessarily make you a positive person. And second of all, I don't really like these terms like positive and negative person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm really this year, one of my goals is to really get out of black and white thinking. Mm-hmm. Cause I think this is really dangerous for people that see people on social media that are always positive and they think what the hell is wrong with me, right? Mm-hmm. When the fact is, We have thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts going through our head every single day, okay? It takes a very conscious human to have predominantly healthy thoughts running through your mind. It's like honestly damn near impossible because there's been like studies that have said that like 70% of the thoughts going through your mind at any given time are negative and 90% are repetitive. Yeah. So literally- whether we realize it or not, we have this, this unconscious track. That's just constantly going, going, going of like the same thought over and over and over of negativity. Yeah. Right. But like, that's not our fault. And it's just part of like the hardwiring of the human brain. Right. And so I agree with you. I think that even saying like that it's negative thoughts, like, I mean, it's, kind of a fact but at the same time it doesn't. but everyone's having negative exactly, thoughts right exactly. Every, and and we're putting the label on it again again As once like we bad, talk about label when negative like negativity is not necessarily bad is the thing well here's the thing it's not about whether you have negative or positive thoughts right it's about your awareness of your own thoughts okay yes. if you have the self-awareness no matter how many negative thoughts you have you don't have to act on those negative thoughts, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. if you are a completely negative person, like have a lot of negative thoughts and you have no self-awareness of it, you're going to be acting on those negative thoughts all the time and you're going to be experiencing negative emotions all the time. And emotions are the chemical signature of our bodies, right? So this has to do with autoimmune because if you're living in fear, stress, doubt, anxiety, you are literally changing your immune system with your own yeah, thoughts. So this is your what, body. We hold it, all of that stress, all of that guilt, all of that shame, all of that anger in our bot in our physical yeah, bodies. Yeah, exactly. I was actually uh, one of my past clients. Uh, she went through some nutrition program after finishing, and she sent me some like videos uh, from some like masterclass from her program. Mm-hmm. And it was all about autoimmunity and everything like that. Super insightful, like so uh, thankful she sent me that because there was a lot of good information as far as like science and gut health and all that kind of stuff, right? And then I had this really weird feeling as I was watching it because there was uh, two of them, they're like an hour apiece. Mm-hmm. By the end of the first one, I felt really weird because I was like, wait a second. I felt totally lost in what I was doing as a health coach, right? Because I was learning once again, and I know all this information about gut health and, you know, environmental factors and all these things that cause autoimmune disease and like all the scientific stuff behind it. But yet I never talk once about that with my clients. Like literally do I ever, like I, I am really looking at this autoimmune condition purely from almost like a mind perspective. Yes, uh-huh. I touch on diet. Yes, you know, I help people with like intuitive eating and da 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 da. But I almost got scared for a second because I was like, oh my gosh, like, are you doing this right? Like, are you helping I've people? had so many moments like that. Like anytime I read a new book or anything about yeah. like how the gut is so connected yeah. to like mental health and physical health and all that. Like, yes, but that's the thing is that 
we know these things, right? Yeah. People know that the gut is connected by yeah. now, you know, yeah. especially when you start, when you get diagnosed, you start to do some research. And I think I have had the same exact thing happen to me from time to time. And then I always connect back to, okay, I'm not saying that those things don't exist. Yeah. I, like by not talking about it, that yeah. doesn't mean that I don't believe in it. It just yeah. means that I know my strengths as a coach and yep. my strengths are yep. not necessarily in that area. And that's yeah. fine. You know. No, that's exactly what I came to. So then I thought I sat there like on my bed. I was like, okay, like when I first had started my health journey, I was so obsessed with the gut health, right? Because all these books about gut health were coming out, like gut brain connection, like all this kind of stuff. And I was really passionate about that because I had come from like a science background. And so over time, I've kind of, it's, it's weird because obviously the way that I eat and everything that I do does help my gut, right? Like I am a firm yeah. believer in that. I'm not just like, oh, just like think your way out of it and still continue the, yeah. the eating habits that you have, right? Think but, your way out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then I told myself, I was like, wait a second, this is just your teaching, like as a coach, like you find your niche, right? You find out your strengths and how you want to help your clients right so there are health coaches that do focus on that right and then there's but then i was like but then there's nutritionists and dietitians mm -hmm. and doctors i'm like that's what they're specifically mm -hmm. there for and so like for me and you we have free range to use our story and our passion to like go whatever way that we want with it and then it like, and then it affirmed even more within myself that I am on the right track because we're doing the deeper work that is super, super essential on your health journey with an autoimmune condition. And that, that made me feel even more proud that I'm like, we're doing something, we're doing deep work here with people. Like yeah. we're literally changing people's lives and it's freaking crazy. And we don't ever have to sit there and go, okay, so, you know, you know, talk about like gut permeability yeah. and like yeah. all this stuff. Like we don't have to break down through like PowerPoints and like do yeah. all this stuff with people, yeah. you know? And so I think it's amazing that we get to help people through this kind of way. And it may not make sense for a lot of people because, you know, oh, sorry, <laughs> side note. I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, like if I saw someone like Rachel and I, and I had auto and I had rheumatoid arthritis or some other autoimmune condition, like I would want to reach out with them and be like, I want to know this. But the thing is, the things that Rachel and I are talking about are so deep. Unless you're on that path of thinking to some degree, none of this may make enough sense for you to be like, I need to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Because some people may be stuck on, I need to just do it through diet. I need to get, mm -hmm. da, da, da. and, and I know you and I have both worked with clients that really just want to work on nutrition or just yeah. want to work on yeah. movement. And it's like, I've worked with those people in the past and I've, I've never felt more connected than the past probably year of my business where I know that I'm working with the right people, yep. especially yep. since I started this 12 week program is when it's really blossomed. So since last April, like yeah. that's when I've really found the clients for me because before yeah. that I would kind of like take anyone mm -hmm. and now I'm so intentional about who I work with that oh, yeah. I know that the people that I'm, that are working with me are ready for that type of work. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like, you know, this is the type of stuff that, you know, is for us through our eyes, the routines and all that kind of stuff 
are gonna always trickle back to the mindset, right? Like, and again, if you don't have the right mindset of like, why am I doing this? Why am I gonna wake up every day, you know, drink my green juice, take my supplements, do a meditation, uh, go on a walk, whatever that is for you. Like, if you don't know why you're doing that, like, it's gonna be easy for you to wake up every single day and go, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Eh, I'll start next week. Absolutely. Something that like really came through so strong for me when you were talking about how we get to bring um, that deep, deep mindset work to clients (laughs) is that we get to make it, we get to make this deep mindset, mental, spiritual work accessible for people and approachable. Mm-hmm. We aren't these like, I mean, no, no, no shade. Cause I look up to these people, but we're not like these spiritual looking like hippie, no. like deep down. We are those, we yeah, are yeah. that for yeah. sure, uh-huh. but you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to quote unquote yes. do certain things to yeah. be spiritual, to be truly enlightened, to be yeah. on your spiritual awakening. We get to show you that this is approachable and it's not woo woo. It's literally yeah. just part of, it's actually scientifically proven in some ways yeah. as well. Um, And we get to make it approachable for you and bring it to your level wherever you are. But like Erica said, you have to be at least a tiny bit interested or curious or ready to jump into that side of things. And if you're not, that's totally fine. But it's really, really exciting to me that both of us get to bring this to our clients and that we have done the work and we continue to do the work and we will never stop doing the work. And because of that, we get to show you how possible it is and how attainable it is. And that's not scary. Like I used to hear the word shadow work and I was like, oh God, that sounds like really woo woo and weird and dark Mm -hmm. and scary. And it's like, (laughs) even just that, like that word gets a really bad rap, but like, it's freaking beautiful. The things that can come out of it. And when you realize that the more you are in tune with yourself, the more you're in tune with your own journey and the more progress you'll make with things like habits and routines and creating your new lifestyle. Yep. Yep. And as I said in the beginning, you know, uh, routines equal consistency and consistency equals progress. Like you have to really, you can't get out of this without creating routines. Mm -hmm. It's not going to make any sense because it's going to be, it's not, it's going to be periodically. You can't fly by the seat of your pants with, with like healing your mind and your body and your soul. No, like (laughs) whatever that is, even if it's from, you know, a diet aspect or it's from the mind aspect, you have to create the routines that are going to be the foundation for you changing your habits and for you to be consistent with it. And then for you to see the progress, look at what keeps people going is when they see progress, right? Like think about people that are trying to lose weight, right? If they see that they're losing weight and they can start fitting into their jeans or whatever that is for them, they're going to be like, hell yeah, I'm going to keep going towards this, right? But if they're doing something that is like, say, a really strict diet where it's that diet is not particularly working for them for weight loss or they're really miserable because they can't barely eat any foods and they're just feeling overall not good about themselves and they're not even working on the mindset piece around their food, like they're going to fall off of those routines with their food. Mm -hmm. It's just going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why we have so many people on like yo-yo diets and this and that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting here looking at this, knowing what I know now, of course, is that create the life that is enjoyable to you, that feels good, that you're excited to do. That's why Rachel and I don't 
we're not going to sit and tell you and go through every part of our routine and say, you know, I highly recommend this. We're going to say, okay, these are the things that have helped us, but like find something personal in your own life that you can incorporate every single day, whether that's once you get off of work, spending an hour hanging out with your children or your husband or your partner or whatever that is, or by yourself, perhaps, whatever that looks like for you, right? Yeah. You're creating that routine that I know when I get off of work, I give myself an hour. I do not check my phone. I do not look at TV. I do not do anything that's going to distract me from this piece that I need to start building within myself every single day, right? So it's like, we need these routines. They're you can't get away without doing the routines. And if you do them periodically, like we said, you won't see the progress that you know that you can make, right? If you give something 70%, you're going to get 70% results. Yes. If you give something 100, you're going to get your maximum results. I promise you, promise you, because both Rachel and I have fluctuated, you know, throughout the years of a us having this diagnosis. And are we always on top of everything? No, but when we're pretty good at managing, juggling all these different aspects of our life, we know we feel our best, Mm -hmm. right? And that's why we did the meditation challenge because I was feeling like I was neglecting that meditation for myself. And so by adding that back in, (laughs) into my routine, my nightly routine, guess what happens? You start feeling better again. Was I feeling terrible before? No, but I started feeling better because I put back a part of my routine that had been missing for a little bit. Yeah. And that brings up a really good little tip, a quick little tip is that getting an accountability buddy or a system in place to keep yourself accountable is going to AKA health coach. (laughs) (laughs) We are. That's what we are. Literally. Literally, Yeah. Yeah. But like, even if, if nothing else, like finding like one other person in your life to keep yourself accountable or making a, like a little checklist or chart for yourself or putting it in your calendar every day, the thing that you want to do, um, making sure that you're keeping it at the forefront of your mind while you're still building that, um, that routine, because otherwise it's going to slip your mind. You'd be like, ah, dang it. I forgot to do the thing. You know, Mm -hmm. it happens. Mm -hmm. It happens. You forget whatever, but just pick right back up. And another little tip or tidbit or whatever you want to call it is that you don't have to wait until the next day to to restart something. You don't have to wait till the next week, the next month, the next year, Mm -hmm. do something towards whatever it is. So let's say you really want to, um, you really want to drink more water, right? Mm -hmm. And you are halfway through the day and you're like, oh, I haven't drank enough water today. Like, God, okay, I'll be better about drinking water tomorrow. Go take a sip of water, Mm -hmm. literally anything, because that's going to keep it at the forefront of your mind. Is that tiny sip of water going to completely change your health? No, (laughs) probably not. But it's going to keep it at the forefront of your mind and prove to yourself, wait, I can do something towards that goal, even if it's not going to completely achieve that goal. You're Mm -hmm. still taking those steps. So always remember that. Um, And then also with goal setting, as far as building things into your routines, something that I have clients do is make um, a simple goal, something that is like a, okay, so let's say, let's say movement, for instance, you want to start moving every day because you know, it's really good for your muscles, your joints, your entire body, right? Your goal by the, by whatever, like the end of the year or whatever is to be moving five days a week, 30 minutes a day, right? Mm -hmm. What I have clients do is say, okay. What is a goal 
for minutes and for days per week. That is yeah. like absolutely no problem. I can for sure do that. Like not yeah. even a thought in my mind that I could. Yeah. Let's say that's one day a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't shoot yourself down because one day is so far from five days a week. Yep. First of yep. all, it's not that far. Yep. Second of all, even if your first goal is one day a week for 10 minutes, that's yep. still something. And you're yep. still working towards, again, small changes are what make those longer term habits. Yep. You want to make the first goal that you start with like so, so, so easy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't set a big, huge goal for you yourself. Like, oh, all week I'm going to cook a hundred percent of my meals and it's going to have, it's not going to have this, this, and this. Cause, oh, t- cause I can't even sometimes hold myself to yeah. that. You know what I mean? Well, like, feel mu- think about it. It feels much better to set a goal, like one day a week, 10 minutes a day or 10, basically 10 minutes a week. Right. And be able to achieve that and celebrate yeah. yourself. And maybe you do an extra day of 10 minutes. Yeah. Versus setting this lofty goal of I'm right off the back going to do five days a week, 30 minutes a day. And then you end up not hitting it and you're going to feel guilty and you're going to feel shame and you're going to feel upset that you didn't hit your goal. So what feels better setting a nice attainable goal to start with and somewhere to go towards than setting this big, huge goal that feels really daunting and scary and hard to get to like at the top of a mountain, for instance. Yeah and not hitting it. Right. And then what you do from there is let's say you have that one day a week, 10 minutes a a day goal. And you hit that, right. You hit it for a week. uh, You hit it for two weeks, right. You did Mm -hmm. two weeks, one time a week. Then you don't upgrade that goal until that is second nature. Yeah. Until that one time a week is like, yeah, I got this. Like then you add the extra day or the extra minutes. Yeah. Then you hold on to that goal until you absolutely, it's totally ingrained in yourself and it's like no problem to do it. Yeah. Then you build. Yeah. So that's how you build that consistency. But again, you have to commit. It's going to take time and you have to know that and you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, those are all really super good. Uh, I kind of approach mine just a little bit different. So for me, I try to help my clients think about their thinking behind the decisions that they're going to make for their health, right? So for one of my clients, she may be listening, shout out, I know she's probably listening, (laughs) Uh, but for one of my clients, uh, she's trying to be more diligent about being able to say no in social situations when it comes to like alcohol and fried foods and not staying on top of her diet. Uh, So what I have my clients do that feel like they cannot like get through those moments is kind of address their thinking and the way they're viewing that situation through their mind, right? Mm -hmm. So for some people, they write down like, this feels convenient for me. I don't like saying no. I don't like being a like uh, inconvenience. I don't like being put on the spot. I don't, whatever that is, right? So creating that list for that person, and then when they can see, okay, this is my thinking behind the things that I'm trying to do for my health, right? And how can I change that? So then you say, instead of, uh, you know, I don't want to convenience anyone, you say, I'm going to be inconvenienced when I choose to eat this way because I'm going to be out for the next couple weeks right? So like flipping the switch of how you're thinking about the things that you're trying to implement in your life and 
why is it that I'm even, you know, what kind of association do I have with socializing? That could be having alcohol, staying out late, uh, you know, engaging in negative talk with people, because all those types of things too have an impact on yeah. how you feel. Surrounding yourself with people that don't build you up. Are people looking down on you? Are they not understanding like the changes that you're trying to make for yourself? And so when you can kind of understand all of these things that make you make these decisions that don't align with your health, you can catch yourself in the moment going, okay, I'm gonna, I'm telling myself right now, I know that I think I'm inconveniencing other people by having to choose a different restaurant, right? But I'm really inconveniencing myself because I have to deal with those consequences for the next couple of weeks. And they don't necessarily know what that feels like to you. And like, yeah, you could totally have the conversation, but at the end of the day, it's up to you. And also it's not, it's up to you to make those decisions for yourself of what's going to feel better, but it's also not up to you to decide that you're like a burden for doing. Yeah. And also like changing the way, like I said, changing the way you view these situations, right? So like changing the way you view socialization, changing the way you view celebration, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the beginning, before I started my health journey, like of course, tons of alcohol and crappy food were involved in celebrating, right? Mm -hmm. Now we have to create, change our mind about how we're going to view celebration. Mm -hmm. Is that, that celebration is now going to be celebrating our own personal health mm -hmm. and celebrating the good decisions that we're going to decide, decide to make. So whether that's ordering, ordering like a mocktail whether that's bringing your own food, as we've discussed in you know previous episodes, but that's kind of how I help my clients is like see, try to see themselves through this like the lens that's in front of their eyes that's preventing them from actually being diligent with their routines and the the things that they have they want to have in place for their health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely nailed it on that both both are really good like tactics for like see this is the thing like there's so many ways that you can approach being diligent with routines right like there really is a lot of different angles and you just have to find the way that feels right for you yeah I want to really really highly recommend a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear it is an incredible book I've read it probably four or five times and I get something different from it every single time he gives so many strategies for building habits and creating routines out of those habits, like things that seem really common sense, but also it's like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, highly, highly recommend. Like he has so many amazing strategies for building habits and something that will work for everyone because there's so many. Mm -hmm. And the thing to remember also is like what works for you to maintain one routine might not work for another. So yep. Like one of the things that he talks about is um, things like habit stacking or making it really easy on yourself or making it exciting um, or making it like you do, like you can't do this thing that you really like until you do this part of your routine or mm -hmm. like in the opposite way, you do this thing with the thing that you don't like to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are a lot of different ways. So let's say like with uh, celery juicing, taking supplements and cooking a healthy meal, like those mm -hmm. are three different parts of your routine and you might have to approach each one of those in a different mindset and a different way of thinking in order yeah. to know that you're, um, 
doing it for the right reasons and that it's yeah. still exciting and that it's still sustainable, you might have to think of them differently. And so another thing that I wanted to talk about is how habits can change. So we can go, we keep kind of on the celery juice track. Um, and I also want to mention, I know that this episode's getting kind of long. So I know at the beginning I was like, maybe we should like go through our current routines and like talk mm-hmm. about, but yeah. I don't think we're going to get there. And I don't think we need to. It could so, be a part two. I don't know. We, uh, I mean, yeah, we totally could. Um, yeah. but I want to go back to the celery juice thing for me personally. So I used to wake up every single morning and juice celery first thing in the morning, every morning, fresh, right? Lately, I've realized that I needed to change that because it was, even though it only takes about like 10, 15 minutes from like getting the celery juice out of the fridge to juicing, to cleaning the juicer, to drinking it, mm-hmm. that's still 10 to 15 minutes that I was realizing I was actually starting to kind of dread. Yeah. So now I have adjusted my routine accordingly and I juice for, I juice for that day and then two days in advance. Now, of course, it's not quite the same as juicing fresh every day, but also it's better to do that than not to do it at all. Cause there were yeah. days that I was missing because I was just like, I just don't have the energy or time to do it right now. Yeah. And it just seemed less attainable to me. So I was like, okay, how can I make it so that a, it's that much less cleanup. You know, I only have to clean my juicer every three days when I'm juicing rather than every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just can pour it, you know, in the morning yeah. and it makes those mornings even more exciting. So finding ways to keep yourself accountable and keep it exciting rather than, oh my gosh, I have to juice it and then drink it. It's like, oh, yeah. today yeah. I get to just pour it. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I said in the, a couple episodes episodes ago is that I used to be in that mentality for many, many years that it had to be like fresh every single morning and that, oh my God, I'm not getting any benefits if I like was to make two juices at a time. So like that's what I've been doing over the last month is making two juices. So that way it's only every other day occurrence. And the thing that we're talking about is that if you're dreading something and it's becoming an inconvenience for you, you are not receiving the benefits of what it's meant to do, right? My intention behind starting celery juice when I first started my health journey was that it was going to be healing for my body. If I'm rushing and don't have enough time and I'm not even, and I'm stressing about it, just guzzling it down, Mm -hmm. it's your body is not receiving the benefits of what it's supposed to do, right? Well, actually like think about the fact that the gut and the brain are so connected that exactly what you're saying. If you're stressed about it, if you're feeling like so like overwhelmed and annoyed by it, that is directly, I've actually never thought of it in this way, in this like specific way before, but yeah, exactly. Like I've talked so much about connecting intention and I've talked exactly about the celery juice thing, how Mm -hmm. sometimes I sit there and I'm just like, I don't want to do this. But when I sit there and I'm like, this is good for my body. This makes me feel really good. I've never thought about the fact that the gut and the brain are connected. Of course it affects the way that you feel, even though you're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what I did from the very beginning. Like I, because I didn't start medication immediately, Mm -hmm. my green juice in the morning was my medicine. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't fuck around. Like I couldn't, I didn't have the option. I was really, really swollen. I was very determined to get my inflammation down. So I was like, this is my medicine. Okay. Like this is what I have to do. It wasn't like, um, a chore to me. It was like literally the thing that I looked like I woke up and literally looked forward to doing that. Even though my hands were swollen and I had to chop the celery, clean the celery, put it through the juicer, clean my juicer. 
that was that whole process was part of it. Like I didn't, I didn't even allow myself to get annoyed at that because I was like, whatever, this is what it takes for me to heal. Yeah. Like this is part of my healing process. And I want that so bad. And that also connecting back to being excited about being able to do that for yourself. Oh yeah, exactly. And so if anything that you get out of this, we're letting you know that try to be excited about the things that you're doing mm -hmm. and try to find some joy or some purpose or some meaning behind the things that you're doing instead of doing them mindlessly. Because again, that's the opposite of what we're trying to do. These routines are trying to create new habits and it's going to take a conscious effort in the beginning to reverse that thinking that you had before or those uh, root uh, behaviors that you normally do in your everyday life that are not serving you. Like, just try to like find something good in it. And remember, like, this is for my health. I'm sick of being on all these medications. I'm sick of not being able to like go on walks with my husband every day. I'm sick of whatever you're freaking sick of. Use that to fuel you to be like, this is why I'm doing this. Get to that place of like, I want to be consistent and the way to be consistent is by building these routines that make me feel good. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mic drop. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think we're, I think that's, that's we as much as I got right out. I, yeah, we could absolutely like Honestly, go into. Honestly, if you're listening to this episode, the day that it releases or the week that it releases, please, 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 please message us and tell us if you want a part two, because we will yeah. record a part two. Yeah. We want to make sure that you're interested. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't want to like record something kind of similar and someone's, you know, like, why are they talking? About they just talked yeah. about this in the last why episode. Again? <laughs> uh, or like how you would like to, uh, you know. Yeah. Anything else that you'd like yeah. us to touch on with routines, habits, lifestyle, um, tips, tricks, like whatever it is, um, message us on Instagram or email us autoimmune and you at gmail.com. We would absolutely please, please, please like let us know what you want to yeah. hear because yeah. especially in this new year, we are even more intentional about the content that we're putting out there. Um, I think that we're both being just more intentional about everything in life yeah. as well yeah. as just what we're offering to clients, what we're offering in the autoimmune community. Yeah. And we are so excited to really build this into like a straight up, I like the word empire comes to mind, but I mean, yeah. that doesn't like, that sounds a little aggressive, but it's <laughs> true. Like we are here yeah. to completely yeah. more than ever. We have a fire under our asses to change the narrative of autoimmune community. Like Yep. We are so stoked, which brings us to our exciting news. We're going to kind of I know. segue for the end of this episode. Um, exciting news. Erica, do you want to share? Yeah. Uh, so we finally locked down the place that we're going to be holding our retreat at. Yeah. Um, so we've made our down payment, which was like, yes, if that made it feel even more real because yeah. now we know for sure that the, the space that we're going to be in and like mm -hmm. how we're going to be able to utilize it and like visualize like where the speakers are going to speak and like where we're going to do like certain activities and you know, what's around this the location. The outdoor space is incredible. There's it's trails direct directly off of the property. Yep. Um, there's ocean views. Like, yeah. I think we can walk down to the beach from where we're at. Oh my God. And yeah. And plus, like, like we said, we're going to have a photographer and like, we can literally, I think, hike down to like the beach. And so like, I'm just like visualizing this like hardcore. I'm like it, this location. So like the location that we found was, uh, 
one of the first that I looked at. Yeah. And from the very beginning, I just kept telling Rachel, like, we kept looking. Because, guys, this is really, really hard, like, to accommodate the space. Yeah. No, but to accommodate the get the our attendees, like, in the beds and, like, the space within it and then the out, so, uh, outside and – Making sure um, everyone's comfortable, has like some space, but also intimate enough so we can all continue to like connect. Yeah. And yeah. But we want to make sure that like everyone um ha- has kind of what we need, whether it's yeah. indoor space, outdoor space, views, nature, yeah. all the things. And we yeah. obviously have our own vision for it as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. And this place is literally magical. Like the reviews on this place, every single person use that word. <laughs> like yeah. this place is magical. Like it's all good. Oh, so exciting. So we, three we only have three yeah. spots available out mm-hmm. of nine. So yeah. six already locked down. We have three spots available. Um, we do have two different options for those. So if you're interested in learning more, seeing photos of the space, yes. um, hearing a little bit more about the speakers that we'll have, make sure you are on our next call. It is January 24th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. If you're out of the U.S. or Canada, uh, we will send you a recording. But otherwise, if you're in the U.S. or Canada, you have to be on the call live in order yeah. to attend. Um, that's where you'll get all the information that you need. Yeah. You have to email us autoimmuneandyou at gmail.com so that we have your information. We can add you to our email list and you'll get a link to the call. And don't shut yourself down. Don't think to yourself like this is not possible. We've set up a payment plan for mm-hmm. our attendees. Like we've made we it don't, very yeah, affordable. Yeah, we made it very affordable. We don't want this to be like stressful for you guys. Like we've made it to where it's in chunks. So like even like look it, just join the call if this even sounds good to you. Don't think about making Even a down just to payment. See other faces of people in the autoimmune community. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like the people that have signed up. Like I, I cannot wait to be around these people this I know. I during know. that time. Like, and like that meeting weekend everyone and just sharing space. And we have other like exciting things in oh, place for you guys. Like that call I know. that we, we had d- earlier this week. It was so incredible. Like, oh yeah, we're going to share all of this on that call with you guys. So we're not yep. going to talk about it here. So you have to be yes. on the call. So yes. make sure you email us really quick. Make sure if you want to be on this call, we're still having you write a review, mm-hmm. you know, give us a rating, give us a shout out, like tag us on your, you know, Instagram stories. And then once you send us a screenshot of that, like then we'll give you the link to the call. Yep. But like we're asking that because this retreat is stemming from our autoimmune podcast. So like we need to use this as an opportunity to like build our podcast as well. And, yeah, we and for us to know and for us to know why you want to come to this retreat. Like we want to be intentional about the people that we're inviting to this retreat. Yeah. We're not just letting anyone come. No, exactly. That's like why Rachel- we do these calls too, is to be able to meet you guys and connect with you and yes. vibe with you. Final thing, I want to give yeah. a huge shout out to Gretchen. Woo! Because we <laughs> finished our 31 day meditation challenge that we did in December. Yeah. And out of anyone else that participated, even more than Erica and I. Yeah. She yep. shared almost every single day on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Meditated almost every single Good for her. day. And I am so freaking proud of her yeah. for really committing to that. Um, and she was on one of my group coaching calls the other day and she just like had such a different, like kind of glow about her and the yeah. way that she was like sharing her experience on this call. And it was just like, it's really beautiful to see those shifts in people. And it's really yeah. 
I'm really, really proud of her and she yeah. should be proud of herself for committing so whole. Yes. I know that there were a lot of you that were participating in it that didn't necessarily share on social media yeah. during. So seriously, props to every single person yeah. that participated in the meditation challenge, like yep. for committing to something good for your mind and body, even if it was just for like five minutes a day or yep. not even every day, like any yep. little bit counts, just like we've talked about this entire episode. Yep. yep. And once again, this is for you right? Mm -hmm. Everything we're talking about, we're pushing you to do it for yourself, but you have to want to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily about like us, you know, getting the credit of like you sharing Mm -hmm. about it. It's really about us being able to share in that excitement with you as Mm -hmm. you do these things that are really going to benefit your mind and your body. Yeah. And your soul. Yay. (laughs) Yep. All right, guys. All right. We will catch you on the next episode. Happy new year, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our autoimmune and you podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people.